Hello and welcome to the Franchise Marketing Show. The video or the podcast you're about to watch or listen to was recorded at the British and International Franchise Exhibition at Olympia. It was a very busy event, so there was a little bit of background noise, so it wasn't filmed in a recording studio or anything like that, but it is a really interesting conversation. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Franchise Marketing Show. Thank you so much for coming along. Pleasure, absolute pleasure. Just tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay, my name's Nick Lyons. I'm CEO of Knowledge and Go. Um, Knowledge and Go is a business I founded back in 2007, um, specifically to provide uh, evidence uh, reporting for the property industry. Sort of, um, there was a change in legislation at that time uh, where deposits that were held by um, landlords on behalf of a tenant. Uh, prior to 2007, there was no legislation around protecting them. And they brought the legislation in. Um, and what that meant was every, every landlord that had a, um, had a property and was holding money had to, by the law, if they wanted to take some money out of it, had to provide evidence. Um, and what I did is I set up a business uh, to provide that evidence. Nice. Of course, over the years, um, what's happened, legislation has become tighter and uh, you know, there's, there's, there's more issues in the market. So no, as Knowledge & Go's grown, we, we now deal with all kinds of on-site property reporting, compliance related, uh, as well as evidence. Was that something you had a background in then when you set up? So I was in the property industry. Uh, funny enough, my original background, actually I was in the oil industry, I had nothing to do oh, with, right. nothing to do with, so I was a typical sort of corporate, I was a sales director in a, a sort, of, sort of like sales and accounts uh, director for um, one of the oil industry, one of the oil companies. Um, but I, when I was about 30 or so, I, I, um, I, I left that, I actually was a, um, was a franchisee for Remax, the state agency business for a, for a number of years. Um, but also had a business doing um, uh, reporting, conveyancing reporting. So okay, you know when yeah. you buy a house, yeah, yeah. Uh, the people that uh, you know when you do planning permission searches and all that sort of stuff. And and you know, I had a very successful business doing that. But the combination of um, being a franchisee at, at Remax and the reporting business that I had in property, so those experiences over a number of years, I sort of combined that. And, and when the opportunity came up. Uh, with this legislation, it, it was it was perfect for me because I had a good background and I and I really loved the franchising model, um, but I also had experiences of what I liked about it and what I didn't like about it yeah. as well. So uh, I sort of trying to put put some of those experiences in uh, and developed uh, knowledge and go. Yeah, nice. So how has it been like? Just being established quite a long time now, since 2007. Mm. Like, I, I sort of still think of like the early 2000s as like 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> me too, me too. Um, how has it been over the, the past well, look, 15 I, years? I mean, you know, it, 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 it's funny because when I when I first set the bit, obviously it was very small when I first set the business up. I had uh, a lady called Lisa Williamson that joined me at the, at the time. She was my sort of expert in training, worked on the training side. And a guy called Tony Mandela that uh, was... Uh, was acting for me on the franchise side, and I remember saying to Tony, um, you know, it, when we first set the business up, I said, right, okay, well, right, ten franchises in the first year, and he's like, well, no, you know, I think it'd be quite a bit tough, and I was like, oh, I think I, I think we'll be good for that, and you know, a great model, really excited by it, etc., etc. I think it took me a year to, to, to get the first one, you know, mm-hmm. a, but of course, you know, what happened is that we, um, we I worked hard with the first franchisee, you know, I acted as sales guy you know we 
you know, really grafted the pair of us. Goes back with Chris Holmes, he's still with us today. Um, and we, we sort of developed and a lot of that working with those early franchisees enabled me to develop processes and, and understand the needs of, of franchisees or you know, the, certainly the no to go ones. Um, of building the team around that as well. And then over obviously over time, you know, we, we got into the market just as the market was growing. So mm. we had a really good opportunity to establish a very strong brand. Um, I put some really good, strong core values in place in the early days, which, which helped me establish the right people into the business. Um, so, you know, the first 10, 15 franchisees that, that had on were you know, um, like many people in the business now, but, but they had to be very strong, had to be massively committed, and, and they were, you know, and, and amazing people. Uh, some are still with us, some have moved on to other stuff, retired in some cases. Yeah. But yeah, good, you know, good foundation, if you like, was, was put in place. Is there a typical profile franchise that you look for? Do, like, do they have to have particular experience? Well, in the property industry? Yeah. Uh, no, n- not actually. And, and you yeah, know, we've, we've played with this idea over the years I'm sure many other franchisors you know actually you know we're in a report obviously we're in a business that, that um, uh, where we're gathering information on site on behalf of letting agents so we deal a lot with with people um, you know we we're often you know the, the, the people that sort of sit in the middle so you know we have you have tenants you have landlords you have property managers and all got slightly different agendas so having tact having uh, good good verbal skills, being calm, under pressure, all those sort of soft skills, if you like, are very important. We typically, people that have got good administrative skills, um, uh, very disciplined, that, that sort of thing works very well. It doesn't really matter what industry they come from. So that, you know, the most successful offices we've got are not necessarily from the property industry. We have one or two from the property industry, but, but mostly not. Certainly in the early days, we had a number of people who were private landlords joined because uh, they had a fairly good understanding of the requirements. But, but no, we look, we look primarily for soft skills. Yeah, okay. And when the franchisee joins, is there a particular, like, what does their day look like from start to finish? What kind of things will they do? Well, so, you know, I, I'm a massive believer that you must know your business. Um, so the, the way that we develop anyone that comes into the business they must learn the business from the bottom up first so so a typical new franchise in their first year would be very much uh, we have proprietary software systems all the businesses run all through that so they'll, they'll get to know how to run your business of course um, but also you get to understand the legislation around properties you get to understand how to go out and do the job you know, you've got a you, you know the it's a management franchise, so you, you, the plan is to build your own team of people. And also build your own team of people, you have to make sure that you know what you're, you know what you're doing. Um, and the best way to do that is get your hands dirty and get stuck in. So we very much adopt that sort of strategy. Some people, um, you know, three, six months, and they're, they're bringing on a team of people straight away. Other people take a year. We don't, you know, specifically drive you in one direction or another, but... Obviously, the, the faster you build a team up, the quicker you learn it, the quicker you can earn uh, money and get yourself into a stronger business position. I find it really interesting to find out like, the difference between when someone joins and then someone who's more established and see how their day varies. Because it's always quite different. It's quite interesting because, obviously, we've been abandoned for a long time, so we've, we have resales in the business. So people 
And of course, there's a very different person to start some business from scratch from the person that takes over an existing business. If somebody takes over an existing Notice and Go franchise, they've, they've got teams in place. So the skill set that you're bringing in, being that person that does the job is less important because you've already got an established team. So in that case, we're, we're looking for people that obviously can manage teams and have got experience and probably need to take a business that might be doing sort of 100,000 to 200,000 or 200,000, 400,000, whatever the case happens to be. But, uh, One of the things I find interesting when I talk to franchisees um, is why they joined the franchise. What do you hear from your franchisees about why they joined you? It's a really good question. Um, you know, we have, we have some people that go the traditional route that's, um, that have been made redundant, they're looking for an opportunity to work for themselves, etc. We have, um, we have a number of teachers um, that have left the teaching world. Oh, yeah. there's, no, there's, there's, there's no secret about some people being upset about not being a teacher. But, but I think um, I think people get sometimes institutionalised into uh, the job they joined after school type of thing, whatever that might be. And I think you get to a point in your life, usually in your sort of early 40s or something, uh, where you're going, you know what, I just want to do something different. And of course, the franchising world broadly is excellent for for that because the franchise all brings you know a set of you know all the industry knowledge, and you just bring soft skills. The soft skills can be learned uh, learned anywhere. Um, so I think I think a lot of our people get fed up with the rat race and, and they want to you know control their own destiny. Yeah. You know, so it's quite interesting because I find that franchisees usually from different franchises they'll say different things between franchises, but like all the franchisees from like your franchise will all say a similar thing about why they joined. What do you mean in the sense that, uh, that you know, collectively? Yeah, like why they picked you there, but it'll all be pretty similar. Yeah, I and I think, I, I think, uh, I mean, you know, we're, we're, in, a, we're in, a, in a property industry, in a reports business, it, you know, it's not going to attract the same person that's interested in running a retail business in coffee, for example. Very so, even though the, the investment might be the same or similar. But uh, I think we, we tend to attract um, the sort of people that uh, that, un that understand the needs of, of the sort of market that uh, that like the idea. That there's a lot of freedom. You're not stuck yeah. in an office type of thing. So if you you're out and about, you're getting stuck into it. You know, you're dealing with very very different challenges every day. Uh, it's very incredibly process driven. So you know, we have systems and processes which makes it very easy to recruit people. Um, but of course, ultimately. Um, you know, I think a lot of the people that get involved in this uh, in this type of business like, quite like the variety yeah. uh, as well, which is, um, nice. uh, which is which is nice. What are your sort of what are your future plans for the company and for the franchise? When I first set the business up, uh, my 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 milestone, if you like, my goal was 100 offices. I wanted um, I wanted to establish No Let's Go as the as the as a prominent provider of evidence-based reporting in the UK. Um, we're, we're, we're the largest provider now. Um, we've got nearly 90 territories, um, so my 100 mark is not is not far off as we speak of today. So uh, within a, within a year or so, I think uh, I think we'll be there, um, which I'm re very excited about because uh, it's always yeah, nice yeah. to reach a goal. Um, but actually, um, you know, I want to grow the business horizontally. Yeah, I want to grow it, um, taking on board more. Uh, compliance side of the business, yeah, particularly 
you know, I'm, I'm a great believer that people live in properties, whether they're rentable or should be safe. And a lot of what we do in the market is ensuring that people are protected, through it, albeit through the evidence side. And that's a very, very important thing personally to me. So uh, I, I want to grow on that uh, on that basis. And, and you know, and of course, I guess like most fran franchisors will say is there's nothing better than a successful franchisee uh, coming into it with very little knowledge. Uh, and then going out of it, we may have made made a lot of money, sold the business on, or just having a great time passing a legacy onto their kids. Or it's very rewarding. Yeah. It's great to hear. Like your when you started out in 2007, you had hundred in your head, and yeah. now you're at 90. That's like <laughs> what a journey. That's so good. I know, I know, I know. It's uh, I mean, it's, it's 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 taken a while, but we're, I'm now I'm now sort of sort so of so close it. to that. Yeah. I just have to taste it. Right. That's right. lovely. Yeah. That's so good. I've got a few quick fire questions for go you. On, go on, go on, go on. Um, if you were to become a franchisee of any other brand, who would it be and why? Ooh. Wow. Do you know what? I, 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 I quite liked the idea, way back when, before I set up No Let Go and that, I, I, looked at, um, I looked at the retail market. I, looked at, um, I actually looked at Subway a couple of times, years back. Oh, yeah. Um, I sort of quite like that uh, that business model. I like very process-driven businesses, a business where you uh, you come in, everyone knows exactly what they have to do, you know, and, and, yeah. and, and a lot of the those sort of businesses that are set like that. I, I'm not really a buy-a-job sort of, uh, so it has to be a management franchise yeah. of some sort. But I, I tend to look for the people in the business, and, and that's what I would, I'd have to connect at some, at some level. Um, you know, I'm not really... Uh, I don't think I'm particularly fussed about the product uh, as long as it works for me as yeah. a business. That's interesting. Yeah, you know. that's cool. Um, who in the sector do you admire or are inspired by and why? Uh, so, look, it's a really difficult question. I mean, I've, got, I've met lots of people in the franchise market over the, over the years. I've been involved with the BFA for you know, a long time. Um, I think that, uh, you know, there's some... There's some Incredible, incredible people. Uh, the work. Some of the guys that, that set up in the care home businesses are, are, are brilliant. I've met um, lots of people who've set very similar stories to me. That started up with, a, with an idea and a concept, and just worked hard to try and make it happen for all the trials and tribulations. You know, um, I, I, I like people that take uh, a very simple, uh, an existing business that's just done not particularly well. Um, and make it better, um, and add value into the into the system. Yeah. So, it, it, so and it, there's a few of those around. I probably can't name them all now, but uh, but uh, it, there's a few of those around. I don't tend to generate towards the big brands so much because, you know, over the years I've I've uh, I've, I've watched and grown and developed alongside a lot of the smaller brands. You know, the blind companies, the uh, the care home companies, the, the small coffee yeah. business. The kind of companies. Other people from outside wouldn't realise a franchise. Absolutely, I, I was talking to somebody earlier on, and I was, you know, saying that what always amazes me at, at franchise shows is the amount of business people don't really yeah. just take for granted. They don't know it happens behind the scenes. You know, we're very much all into that category. Yeah. Ever since I've been in the franchise industry, like I'll be out and about, and I point to my wife like, "That's a franchise. That's a franchise." It's just, it's like. Oh. <laughs> I know, I know. My, my yeah. wife, I think, is, uh, is, is, is like rolls her eyes a lot. When yeah. I talk about franchising. Um, what do you enjoy most about being part of the franchise community? Well, I, I, I love it. 
I, I, I mean, I really love the franchise community. I, I, I love the I love the spirit. I love the entrepreneurship. Um, I love the characters. Lots of good characters in there. Um, I love the passion that, that you get. You don't see it in the corporate world. You know, in, in the environment where typically people work, uh, you know, in a sort of corporate nine to five job, you don't you don't see that level of passion that you, that you see uh, in the in the franchise industry. And I'm not talking specifically only about people that, that have set up businesses. I'm talking about the people that work in franchising. Mm. You know, there's a, there's a level of commitment and passion that you, you just don't you just don't see. Yeah. I, I don't think otherwise they wouldn't survive it. You know, it's, it's hard work, you know, the, you know, developing a franchise business. Very rewarding, but enormously hard work. Yeah. Final question, quick fire sure. question. What do you, uh, what one thing could we do as a sector to improve the awareness of franchising? Uh, I think, I think one of the, one of the big challenges, I think more businesses should consider franchising. And I think that there's a, there's a, a definitely a role for you know, the powers to be within franchise of BFA and stuff like to work with um, whether it's government organisations or organisations that are looking after um, uh, new businesses as they're being developed or whatever to consider franchising is a, is a, is a fantastic way to grow. The UK is, um, has got an enormous amount of entrepreneurial spirit in it and I just don't think we tap into it enough. Um, and it, you've got to change that sort of sort of culture a little bit yeah. um, to get there. So I think I think that's where I'd probably focus focus more. It's yeah. almost changing the underlying culture. You look at like countries like America, and it's like ingrained yeah. in their culture. Absolutely, South Africa, Canada's even even South America. I mean, I speak to people in Brazil and Argentina, and they're all franchising is just it's the norm. Yeah, you know, they look at it as that's not that's not the go-to in this country. I think uh, I think we look at it as a as something that entrepreneurial people do only, or you know, not you know, not me sort of thing. Um, and I think if we can change that, I think it, it will massively. Um, I think it just just creates a lot more, say, like I said earlier on, passion, and, and, and people will be happier yeah, uh, right. from that point of view. So. Well, so thank you so much for coming on to the show. Pleasure. What is the best way for people to get in touch with you? So, uh, if you go onto the No Let and Go website, um, nolittandgo.co.uk, um, either w whether or not you're interested in using the services or uh, interested in uh, becoming a franchisee, or just have a chat to us. Um, they just go on and, and fill out one of the forms or give us a call. Uh, and we'll um, we'll be in touch and uh, we'll, we'll have a chat. We're, we're pretty friendly. Cool, thank you. Cheers. Cheers.